You're listening to the Art Problems Podcast, episode 33. I'm your host, Patty Johnson. This is the podcast where we talk about how to get more shows, grants, and residencies. And before we get started, a small life update from me. It is my last day at my parents' farm before I return to New York. I've been staying here for a couple weeks, and it's Thanksgiving weekend here. So if you're Canadian and you celebrate, I hope you've eaten some great food. And I also hope that you live outside of the greater Toronto area because it's basically freezing rain today. So the weather's been really terrible. Now, while I've been in Canada, I've basically been spending some of that time by exhausting my Instagram followers with questions about what's it covering a new free webinar. I wanted to shake things up a little bit, see whether there was a new perspective that you wanted from me. And it took about two weeks, but we finally settled on a subject, which is how to get more shows without transforming your personality into a marketing bot. Uh, you can sign up for that Tuesday when it's released. So if you're not on our mailing list, definitely sign up so that you can get the notification. The interesting thing about the polls was that how to get more shows without burnout was a poll option that we had that was a consistent winner up until the marketing bot choice was introduced. And even with the marketing bot choice, I had many people message me and say that they wanted both. So the winner was fairly clear in this particular instance, but I really felt like there was some desire to talk about the fact that there are so many things to do. The reason I didn't just go with the burnout subject from the get-go was because, well, I know it's something that most artists I work with suffer from. I also know that the average artist is not the average person, right? Like artists, like you're an incredibly hard worker, you're resilient. And when art is part of who you are, it's just sort of how you communicate. It's not like you're gonna stop making it because you're tired. You know, the, the problem is more that there are 5 million things that keep you from being able to spend the time that you want to spend in the studio. So the webinar is really going to cover both aspects because honestly, if you're feeling like you're supposed to be a professional content creator just to get your work seen, you're feeling like you don't have enough time to be in the studio because there are all these other things that keep you outside of the studio. And the truth is there's so many different things that you can do to increase your visibility. There are courses, residencies that you can attend, Instagram accounts to follow, documentaries to watch. Like there's so much art to make too. So there's so many different directions that you could go and everywhere you look, there's different advice and you can piece it together but that in and of itself, I think, is too much work. And to give you a sense of what I mean by the kind of overwhelm that many of us are feeling, and this is happening in a different field, but I think it's very relevant. <laughs> I just listened to a podcast where the interviewer interviewed a woman who had hired a content consumer for her. What I mean by that is that there is so much content to consume out there, let alone post, that this woman hired a Gen Zer to consume it for her and then create reports. So I think this is pretty funny, but also like kind of not okay, right? So anyway, I'll be doing a deeper dive in the webinar, but I've distilled this for the podcast like this subject anyway, 
uh, into six things that I think will help you get a little bit less overwhelmed with your practice. And also, let me just say that it's incredible to explore something new. And I know you know this because you're doing this in the studio, but so often we continue to do things that we know how to do that we're comfortable doing. We know the outcome. And if we've had success with it, we're going to do it again. And it's important to repeat what works to grow. But your growth is going to plateau if you're not trying new things, right? So you're not going to be able to figure out how to improve if you're just doing the same exact thing where you don't try something that's going to make you a little uncomfortable if you're afraid of failure, if you're afraid of trying. So these are six things that I think might help. And the first one in particular is where I see a lot of hesitation, at least within the artists that I work with. And the first thing is just getting really clear on your goal and what you're trying to accomplish. So when we look at building visibility, we can go a lot of different places for advice. You can read books, you can join a program, you can listen to a podcast like mine, you can watch YouTube videos, you can buy a course, like you name it, you could do all those things. But before you do any of those things, even you know, consume my podcast, which I want you to do, it's important to identify your goal. Now, I talk about this in the webinar in greater detail, but to give you the broad strokes, can you ask yourself, what are you trying to solve right now? What are you trying to accomplish? If you were to look at the next 90 days, what do you want that to look like? And then you make sure that the material and support that you get and what you consume is going to support that. So that comes down to being really intentional. And if we're not intentional, that's the kind of thing that that's what leads to overwhelm. Because if we're not intentional with our actions and we're not intentional with our consumption, that is for a bigger purpose and a bigger goal, that's when there's going to be too much to do. Because if you don't have any means of narrowing down what you do, like that, like what you need to do, that's when you're going to feel like you're really spinning your wheels. So the first thing to do is to get really clear on that goal. And I would just say, like, ask yourself, are you clear on what you want the next 90 days to look like? And a lot of artists who join Network don't start with goals. So that's the first thing that we have you do. And that's why we discuss it in the masterclass as well. And yes, I know this is shit that nobody likes to do. I don't even like doing it, but you know what? I do do it. And the reason I do it is because it works. And that's why I have you do it too. If I was to ask you, what do you want your Instagram to do for you in the next 90 days? Like, would you have an answer? A lot of artists don't. And to even set that goal might make you feel like you're a marketing bot, right? But here's the thing. If reaching your goals requires you to set aside your Instagram for a month, then you can do that with intentionality, right? And when you set aside your account for a month to take a break or whatever, you don't feel like a marketer when you're doing that, right? But if you don't set the goal, then you get to spend a full month feeling guilty if you don't post and terrible about the half-assed stuff you do post, right? And if you don't set a goal on Instagram, you're going to show up, not know what to do. So then it takes five times as long and then it's a thousand times less effective, right? So you want to set goals because the fact is, is that you can get way more done in the studio if you're really intentional 
about what you're doing outside of the studio. And this is why it's the first thing you do when you join Network. Not to be a broken record, but seriously, it's not scary. It won't feel pointless. And because we have a lot of specific walkthroughs and workbooks, you can do it super easily and really quickly. So think about what your answer would be. Is it a studio goal? Is it a visibility goal? Is it a connection goal, a revenue goal? Is it redoing a website? And then you want to think, is that goal going to move the bigger needle? So like if you're saying, I want to launch a website, okay, can you back up with an argument about why that's going to help you to get your visibility objectives or whatever your overall career goals are? You know, and when are you doing this? So let's say you're just tuning up your website. Most artists already have a website, but let's say you're just tuning it up and you want to be spending the time doing that. Think about the timing of that. Is now a good time to do it? It might be a really good time to do a website update when you have a grant and you know people are going to be looking at the website, right? So getting very clear on your goal and what you're trying to accomplish will help you filter out and consume content based on that. Because you might listen to a podcast episode of mine. For example, let's say you're a regular listener. You're listening to my podcast. You hear an episode that's got a lot of really good advice, but it's not going to move the needle on what you want to do right now because you're clear on your goal and you're clear on how you want to spend your time. So maybe you're going to bookmark that podcast and come back to it because it might be relevant or, you know, I'll probably put out podcasts that maybe aren't as relevant to you. And then you have a filter to know what to implement rather than implementing everything I say. Because that's the thing with content, right? Like it's not created for one person directly, it's created for an audience. So number two is making sure that you only consume content that's going to help you accomplish your goals. So within reason here, but you want to at least be consuming content that you have the ability to say, okay, I'm going to save this for now and come back to it but it's not going to shift my focus or my priorities or anything right now. So making sure that once you have that goal, you set yourself up for success by consuming the right content as it relates to what you want to accomplish and your goal. And the third thing, and this is sort of an overall thing that I would recommend across the board is to limit your consumption to only a few key people. Now I find that this happens fairly naturally, but it doesn't always, especially if you don't have a goal. So for example, I started following a couple of people. I've done this twice now, but when I got into running more seriously, I followed like every top professional female athlete and then needed to learn about menopause. I started following a handful of profiles related to that subject. And what I did when I did that was I followed a few key people, probably like, I don't know, 10 accounts that I found that ended up being, you know, really valuable. And the ones that weren't, I just unfollowed them, right? It doesn't mean that their content wasn't helpful, but you know, a lot of it was, but sometimes it can end up being just noise. And I will with the menopause stuff, you need to be really careful. It took me a while to learn who I needed to unfollow because there's a lot of garbage out there. And on that note, for example, recently an artist, I think this was just yesterday, an artist sent me an ad to someone promising contact information to 2,000 of their collectors to other artists. That is just garbage. 
So please, please don't purchase anything like that. First of all, if they're selling that information, those names are probably inundated with requests. Second of all, if you don't know those contacts, you don't know that they're going to be interested in what you do. Collectors have really specific likes and desires. We had a consultant inside Netflix speaking recently. She was a bonus guest speaker. She talked about this, the specific things that her collectors were interested in. You can't email random buyers and expect success. Everything needs to be specific to you. So I think that if you're trying to improve a certain subject, your art, your visibility, your health, your leadership, your personal development, like if there's something that you're working on, you need to limit the amount of people that you take advice from because everybody is going to have a different perspective. And that's a good thing, but too many perspectives will dilute your perspective. So follow a person for a while and let them prove themselves. You probably don't want more than three core people that you really consume content from. That's the number that I have anyway. It just sort of naturally happens because there's only a few people are really going to provide that value for you. So I like to limit the amount of people I follow. You know, it might be for business or art, whatever it is I'm trying to improve. So that's number three. Number four is once you start consuming, once you start learning and immersing yourself, and this can also be in the form of a course or program, whatever it is that you're doing to get the information and strategies and like whatever it is that you need, maybe you're learning about materials or something like that. I highly recommend taking notes so that you understand and comprehend this. I think one of the things they say is that to really understand a subject, you have to be able to teach it. And I find that to be really true because as I teach things, I develop my understanding about it. So most artists are not in the place where they can hire a lot of help. You have to learn how to do some of this work. I would look at examples and try to learn from those three key people or whatever the key people are. And then, you know, I take notes so that I could produce a, a plan based on what I saw and what I learned. And I would write that down because if you're just consuming video or audio and you don't write it down or speak it out, you won't retain it very well. Just using myself as an example, you know, I've been trying to figure out some like complicated email systems just to make sure that I'm reaching everyone that I can. So I need to figure out how to do that. I watched a few free webinars. When I sat to like write the emails and just figure it out, I realized there was like a couple of places where I just didn't know what to do. So I went back, figured out what exact help I needed so that I could determine if I can figure it out for myself or if I needed help. And in my case, I did need help. So I joined a membership and yes, there is actually a membership that is entirely email focused and I am part of it. So the fifth thing is just being willing to try a bunch of things and failing at them because that's how we learn best. And I say this when I coach the network members because we learn best often by just doing the things. If you want to get better at creating video, you got to create a bunch of video. If you want to get better at so showing up at social media and posting, you got to do more of it. And you're going to mess it up. If you look at the emails I first sent out, they were 
terrible. And they were terrible because even though I knew how to write, I didn't know how to talk to artists like you yet, right? So I had to learn a lot before my emails were any good. And I think the glory and it's both the glory and the problem of not knowing very much is that while I was scared they weren't very good, I thought they were way better than they actually were because I didn't know what was wrong with them because I didn't know what I didn't know. And that's why the email membership was so helpful for me because I was able to figure out these things that I just didn't even know were things that I needed to be thinking about. So the last thing that you can do, and this speaks to the membership piece, is just getting the tools that you need to succeed. You know, if it's going to take a dog's age to do something without knowing how to do the thing, you need to figure out how to do it more quickly. So if you're clear on your goal and then you're clear on what you need to do and you don't want to put time into it, you can prioritize where to get that support. So you can spend the money on a membership, a website, a coach, whatever it is that you need that saves you the most amount of time and gets you results faster. So those are my takeaways. All right, I hope you found this helpful and I hope that it created some clarity and a place where you might feel overwhelmed and you know create some shifts and changes. You can potentially make a lot of gains just by looking at what's in front of you and stepping back and saying, oh, okay, here's the answer. I can adjust, I can change this. I can try this, I can get help. It's never as hard or as crazy as sometimes you feel in those moments of overwhelm. There's always a solution. It's not as bad as you think it is. And staying in that state of overwhelm usually doesn't get you to the end result. So supporting yourself and getting out of that and making progress and momentum should be the priority. So you want to do a deeper dive on this and learn more about where you can save the most time, get the most opportunities while not transforming yourself into some marketing bot. I have got you covered. This is the masterclass that I've been talking about. It takes place Tuesday, October 17th at 7.30 p.m. It's entirely live. So I'm going to be there to answer every single one of your questions. And I'm releasing the sign up link Tuesday morning, October 10th. So if you're not on the mailing list, get on it. It's the best way to make sure you can attend. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, please leave a review and share it with a friend. It really helps get that valuable information out to more artists just like you. You can find all of the names and the links that we reference in this conversation at workshop.art slash podcast.